I'm Devin Foster. And I'm Tom Tate. And this is the Talent Experience Show. Welcome to the Talent Experience Show, your look at what's happening, not yesterday, but right now in recruitment, talent acquisition, talent management, and of course, HR tech. Yeah, Devin, I am so excited to be back uh, speaking with you today. We're going to jump right into a topic uh, that you recently covered on a webinar, four strategies for driving employee engagement. And before we get into it, Uh, This is my favorite part of the podcast. I want to let you know that this show is proudly produced by the team at Phenom. We are a global HR tech company with the purpose of helping a billion people find the right job and discover their true potential. But honestly, uh, lately, we've just been in the business of helping people. And it's been super gratifying to connect with people through webinars, through the podcast, through live sessions. Super exciting. If you want to learn more about everything that we're up to, head on over to Phenom.com. Tom, you you pay the bills better than anyone I've ever heard before. I hope that it sounds that good when you pay your electric and internet bills. Um, but <laughs> let's jump right into the, the topic at hand. Um, the majority of the world has done a complete 180 degree turn um, around the world and how we used to know it before COVID came onto the scene. The virtual workplace is now thriving. Companies who are able to change with the new normal are setting themselves up for success for when we return back to the office workplace. Yeah, you mentioned new normal, and I think that that's a really good way to, to think about it. A lot of people have been saying, when are we going to go back to the way things were? You know, is it going to be a week? Is it going to be two weeks? Is it going to be two months? Is it going to be six months? Nobody knows, right? And there's a lot of uncertainty. And a lot of that uncertainty is tied to when, Right. But I actually think that the uncertainty is, is what, like, what is it going to be like when we go back? And I don't think that we really know. And I I think we can make predictions, but honestly, I don't think we go back to business as usual. I think we go back to exactly what you just said, which is a new normal, a new future. And it's important now that we embrace that. uh, And we start to understand is, is what, what are we doing now? That's going to impact what that is. Right. Um, I've seen a lot of interesting memes and funny memes of, you know, like, hey, I just realized that all those meetings could have just been emails and Slack messages after all, you know, and and it's really, it's really, uh, it's been an interesting process for sure. It's, it's certainly changed our processes, right? Whether it be accidental, um, where we figured out a better way to do something that we didn't know, um, because we were used to the old normal or whether it was strategic, right? We, we decided that, Hey, this weekly meeting that we have, uh, can certainly just be, you know, transcended into an email. Um, but one thing remains the same in this virtual world that was apparent in our, our world previously. And that's, employee engagement, right? It's important to keep your employees engaged in the office place. And now it's even more important to do it virtually. There are far more distractions in your homes uh, than I think we ever realized, right? Netflix is right around the corner from us. There are kids uh, constantly nagging you or, or needing help with uh, their their homeschooling. Dogs are barking in the background. Um, and so Tom mentioned previously uh, that 
I was on a webinar uh, with Kessa, one of our, our members of our talent acquisition team, and we jumped into to four topics. Actually, we jumped into a number of topics, but today we're just going to cover four on how to drive engagement in your work from home workplace now. Yeah. So strategy number one, you want to embrace transparency and communication almost to the point of over-communication. I had a lot of you know previous managers say, if you feel like you've said it too many times, you're, you're probably just starting to say it the right amount of times. Uh, it's okay to over-communicate. There's a couple of ways that we've been doing it uh, here at Phenom that I, I can't recommend enough. Global all-hands calls. Uh, so we, we typically had an all-hands meeting in the office once a week. Uh, we've now been having one to two all hands calls because of the rate at which things are changing, not just in our uh, office and office culture, but also beyond outside of the office in the world. It's just so important to keep everybody on the same page. And the best way to do that is, is from your, your top leadership to your middle managers. You know, it's just really important to just keep those lines of communication, keep transparency way high. And again, one of the best ways to do that is to just have a regular standing meeting, in this case, a call. Um, so team meetings, uh, very, very important. You're, you're going to have them at the global all hands level, you know, the full company. Uh, but also remember to keep having those at the team level and then at the one-on-one -on -one level too. Uh, you know, Devin, we work very closely together. We're both on the marketing team. Um, we've been having a standing, you know, 15-minute check-in every, every couple of days. Uh, just to, to keep the lines of communication way open. And if we didn't have that on our calendars, you know, maybe we wouldn't do it. So if you're starting to feel like your employees and your colleagues, if you're starting to feel like uh, you're, you're starting to miscommunicate, you're starting to let things slip through the cracks, uh, just remember it's very different to not be in the office. It's very different to not be able to tap somebody on the shoulder or just overhear a conversation uh, or have those post-meeting follow-up conversations like Devin, you know, like when you're in a meeting, uh, there's always that group of like one or two or three people who, who's like, they, they stay after the meeting for an additional like five to 10 minutes because side conversations just take on a life of their own. Um, I actually think that those are super valuable. That's where learnings happen. That's where great ideas come from. We don't have that when we're all working remotely. When the Zoom call is over, the Zoom call is over, right? So I think it's important for us to uh, just be super transparent, over-communicate, and create those moments, create that space, put it on your calendar, connect with people, have one-on-one -on -one calls. Uh, and again, uh, we've been talking about video calls. Uh, video calls are paramount right now. A lot of miscommunication happens through text, through email, uh, even audio. You know, you're listening to a podcast. Uh, you're not seeing our faces. You're not seeing our our body language, our, our hand movements. You're not seeing the ridiculous backgrounds that we both have on <laughs> Zoom right now. Uh, I won't get into it. Um, you know, uh, text me for a screenshot. But um, <laughs> But yeah, like like have fun, be on video, connect with people, and and again, just just over communicate for sure. Tom, one thing with those those one on one calls that you had mentioned for I, I know at least myself, and I, I imagine for you as well is is sanity, right? We are right now quarantined within our homes um, with the people that we live with, the people that we love, but that'll drive even the the most even tempered person a little bit nuts, right? So it's nice to hear somebody else's voice to see their face. Um, and also, you know, talk about something, you know, that, that may not be work related, whether it be your crazy zoom background, uh, or something along those lines. So I think that those video calls and those one-on-one -on -one conversations certainly bring 
some sanity to my life. I don't want to speak for you, Tom, but um, it, it certainly helped me out a, a bunch. The second is is core values, right? This is something that companies spend countless hours, you know, crafting and, and making sure are unified throughout the organization. And it is important in times like these to not forget about them, right? It's easy to let them fall to the wayside because you don't see someone going above and beyond and living those core values every single day. But we're still having these Slack conversations. We're still involved in in group and team meetings to get the work done at hand. And it's important to acknowledge those people that are going above and beyond. Tom mentioned some of those all-hands meetings or or company-wide meetings, team-level meetings, feel free to acknowledge people who are really living their values um, or living those those core values and, and making your organization exactly what it was crafted to be. Um, it's also great to leverage them in virtual scenarios, right? So we've talked about our last episode was the recruitment workforce that is now forced to recruit from home and the challenges that are there. Figure out ways to embed those core values in how you go through your recruiting process, whether it be asking a candidate to maybe put together a video of which one of their core, your core values they relate to the most. Encourage a little bit of fun on it. Maybe have them dress up act a little bit crazy, create a TikTok, whatever it may be, um, but figure out some way to include that in your virtual recruitment and not just including it in an email. The reason why I say this is because I think when we do return to the new normal, we will see some changes in how the overall recruitment process goes. We may see a cutback on in-person interviews and it may add a new step where it goes phone interview, virtual interview, then you come in and sign your offer letter, right? Then you get to actually maybe not shake their hands with the way that everything's going right now, but give them an elbow pat or something like that, at least wave to them. Um, so this is something uh, that I think definitely needs to happen in order for you to prepare for the future of that new, not normal. And when I was on the webinar, one company actually, I think took it above and beyond. And they mentioned that they were doing some sort of happy hour core value kind of game um, where it involved what I would call an a performance enhancer in this situation. Um, but people kind of had to, to live the core values and provide examples uh, with the, the help of alcohol. I didn't get the chance to ask if everyone was over 21, but for the, <laughs> the sake of, of HR purposes, please make sure you do that before you uh, invest in one of those games. Uh, but it, it certainly was fun. And I think it's a great way to, to live the values. Yeah, definitely. And Strategy number three is is around creative scheduling. And this is very important to keep yourself engaged, to keep your fellow employees engaged. Uh, make sure that you are creating some type of rhythm or normal routine uh, when you're working remotely. And then also make sure that you're respecting everyone else's routine too and everyone else's specific situations. Uh, this is going to require uh, a, a little bit of juggling it's going to require a lot of empathy uh, when you're working with with colleagues who are in various situations, uh, but it's really really important. So one of the things to remember is that you know four or five weeks ago we were all in the office, we all had our commutes, we all had our morning coffee break, uh, you know we all had rhythms and routines uh, for for most of us. You know like maybe you worked remotely prior to all of this, but for most of us those routines, those rhythms have been completely turned upside down, you know, and uh, many of us uh, who, who have children who were in school, uh, now they, they have to be 
homeschooled, right? Essentially, right? They have to do distance learning. Um, so childcare is different. Uh, so we have to be flexible with that. Um, taking care of, of uh, pets and taking care of elderly loved ones is another scenario that many people find themselves in when normally they would be able to focus completely on work. Um, so there's a lot of creative scheduling that, that needs to happen. Um, you have to make time for yourself and you have to make time to breathe throughout the day, right? So uh, Devin and I, we were about to step on this, this uh, uh, step into Zoom and record this podcast around like 2 p.m. And it just occurred to me that I've been in back-to-back meetings since 9 a.m. So I said to Devin, I'm going to take a quick break, you know, and I'll be right back and we'll record the podcast. And that's exactly what we're doing. And, and you should be okay with that. Um, you know, I, I'm lucky you know, that, that, that Devin didn't say like, no, you have to record this podcast right now. Like we, we took a quick break. So you have to do that. Um, take a minute to breathe. Uh, one of the ways that I really find you can do this successfully, uh, and encourage this behavior with your fellow employees, uh, encourage everybody to really lean into their calendar. You know, so if you use Google calendar, uh, or if you use a different product, uh, schedule out your day, you know, put the blocks on there. Even if the block is, um, take a break. You know, if you have to block off your lunch, block off your lunch uh, and 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 make sure that you have that time set aside for you uh, so you can take care of yourselves, your loved ones, um, and make sure that you map out your day. Uh, also discuss with your employees and, and employees discuss with your managers. Uh, if you find that in this new normal, in this new scenario, if you're most effective uh, super early in the morning, or if you're most effective uh, later at night after every, everything and everyone starts to shut down, um, then talk to your manager or talk to your fellow team members. Uh, if you can negotiate and kind of manage a new schedule, a new creative schedule. So maybe you aren't available, uh, from 11 AM to 2 PM, but you're making up that time later on in the evening, or you're waking up early to make up that time. Uh, but you're still making it perfectly clear. And again, going back to number one, uh, communicating effectively and being super transparent about when you're available, how you're available, and uh, just making sure that you're keeping those lines of communication open. Tom, one thing that I, I wanted to add on that is is make sure that you have a clear ideas as to when things need to be done by. Um, I know an example that I had just yesterday um, was somebody asked me for a presentation. I wanted to find out exactly when they needed it by. It turns out they didn't need it until noon today. So I was able to, you know, utilize that work-life balance that everyone preaches so much and say, you know what? I've been on a ton of calls today. It's six o'clock in the evening. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have a snack. And then I'm going to wake up early tomorrow and be able to get this done and and get it in their hands on time. Um, So whether you are asking somebody to do something or you are doing something for someone else, be sure to to have that that clear timeline um, as to when it needs to be finished by, because it's not like you can just kind of roll over to their desk you know, tomorrow and say, Hey, uh, how is that coming? Where, where is it at? Um, so that's something good. And, and Tom, the other thing was, uh, I am glad that I gave you those extra couple minutes before we started recording this. Cause I believe it was last week. I talked to you at, I think four 30 or, or five o'clock. And you said you hadn't left the room all day. Uh, immediately <laughs> everyone on the call was a bit concerned for your health. So I'm happy that we, uh, we were able to give you a little bit of break today, some, some time to breathe. Yeah, that's not normal. Don't do that, right? <laughs> no. We're talking about the new normal, not the not normal. That was not normal. <laughs> no, that was that was not a good situation. Um, so, strategy number four, uh, and this one is my favorite. It's it's the fun stuff, right? Uh, it's it's fostering health and mindfulness. Um, 
And one of the ways that I, I think this is important, it's super easy while you're kind of locked in your homes to just go through the motions, right? Roll out of bed, hop on the computer, never give yourself that kind of mindfulness time. So what a lot of organizations talked about and, and chimed in in the Q&A during our webinar um, was they were doing yoga sessions, uh, meditation, book clubs, even even journaling classes. Uh, this stuff to, to kind of give you a break from that new, not normal routine where, you know, people immediately throw the TV on and, and kind of zone out and, and veg out and watch Tiger King or, or wherever it may be. But if your organization puts together something and it doesn't have to be expensive, you can, you know, find a YouTube channel where you it's a, a meditation playlist or you can find a, a YouTube uh, kind of choreographed thing um, for people to watch together to create that team and that unity experience. Um, but also, you know, remember that the body is a temple that you do need to take care of it. You can't just eat snacks all day and, and you do have to take some time for yourself. Another thing that was mentioned um, was Peloton groups, uh, step challenges, plank challenges. And I think push-up challenges went viral uh, about a week or two ago. I was never asked to do them. Um, so I, I gave my body a little bit of a rest there, but it's certainly something that you can do um, in your organization. I don't have a Peloton, but I heard yes or a couple of days ago in the webinar that there is an app that you can download and utilize it for your stationary bike or whatever it may be. So that's something great to do. Um, but all of these things can help break up your day. Um, and maybe you, you use one of those time blocks that Tom had mentioned, you know, to do that, that minute plank challenge or whatever, and set up a competition within your organization um, to say, hey, we, this is a, a workplace, um, but we want you to still take care of yourselves during this time and, and make sure that everyone's mental health is there. Uh, the other things that were brought up were, uh, of course, Netflix watch parties. Um, Conveniently enough, Netflix released uh, the top 10 in the country. So I think it gives people a really good idea as to what everyone else is watching and, and what to talk about uh, when you hop on those Zoom calls, since the water cooler is now non-existent. Um, Zoom happy hours. Uh, I know, Tom, you and I were on one yesterday for a birthday. That was super fun. Uh, we utilized a, a couple of different game services where we uh, we made a couple of jokes in there. So that's always good to do. Virtual birthdays. Um, people talk about sending cupcakes and uh, and having people decorate their own to blow out the candles. Um, so all of these things are, are, are great tools um, for you to keep employees engaged, keep that culture that you've worked so hard on building and, and maintaining, um, really what, what makes your company unique, right? And, and that's the individuals inside it. It's the people, the humans that make up that company. So when you get them together talking about things that, that may not necessarily be work related, of course, work related things will always come up, but typically it's in a, a joking fashion. Um, these are great ways to, to keep your employees engaged. Yeah, I love the emphasis on having fun. You know, the old litmus test of, you know, how do you feel when you drive into the parking lot on Monday morning? It's, it's, it's different now, you know, like there is no parking lot that we're driving into. It's how do you feel logging into Slack and zoom on Monday morning? And I think that having that fun, uh, and, you know, keeping your culture at the forefront is so crucial and so critical, especially when, you know, everything else in the world might be causing a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of stress, you know? So I think that making sure that, uh, you're doing your best to engage employees, uh, and reduce the stress, you know, is, is super helpful. So let's recap, you know, the four strategies that we talked about 
Uh, and again, these are four strategies that you can use today. You can use them every day to drive employee engagement. Uh, keep your employees engaged, keep yourself, keep your uh, fellow colleagues engaged uh, during some trying times. Uh, strategy number one is embrace transparency almost to the point of over-communication. Uh, just, just keep communicating and, and keep the lines open. Strategy number two, uh, do not forget about your core values, your mission, your purpose. Uh, make sure that that lives and breathes in everything that, that you and your company touches. Strategy number three, embrace creative scheduling. You know, we're going to have to adapt to new routines, but make sure that you establish that routine. You get into a new rhythm uh, and that you're communicating with your fellow team members. This is this is my new rhythm and, and try to get in sync with them as well. And then strategy number four, uh, it's the fun stuff. You know, make sure that mentally, physically, socially, uh, you're you're in it. You're in it 100%. Uh, social distancing is such a weird, awkward word. It's been <laughs> overused for the past four or five weeks. You know, like you can be physically distant, but still be incredibly social. And I think we're all starting to kind of navigate towards that uh, together uh, and, and make sure we're working towards that. So Devin uh, and Kessa, as Devin mentioned, uh, Kessa is our Senior Director of Talent Experience here at Phenom. They dug into these four strategies and more. So if you want to check out that webinar in uh that webinar replay, uh, we're going to put the link in the show notes. So we'll drop that link in there. You can watch that on demand. Uh, it's it's over 40 minutes of great content. It was well-received. You're going to get these four strategies and more. So definitely check that out uh, and we'll, we'll keep that in the show notes. Yeah, Tom, one thing that we didn't mention um, was, you know, talking about the news, talking about all this negativity going around. Um, and that's kind of how we wrapped up the, the webinar you know, um, was to stay positive. Um, don't dwell on the negativity that's out there. Uh, the human spirit is something that cannot be broken uh, as long as you stay positive. So I wanted to include that um, as well as, of course, staying healthy and staying safe. Uh, thank you, Tom, for, for joining me on the Talent Experience Show. Uh, of course, all the lis- listeners, head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you get your um, your podcast intake and subscribe. We will, re- we will be releasing a new episode every week. Uh, look forward to you joining the conversation. Feel free to reach out to Tom or myself uh, on LinkedIn or Twitter. And uh, we look forward to, uh, to talking to you next week. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, thank you. Episode number three in the can. There we go. We did it. All right, catch you on the next one. See ya.